Hey guys, welcome back to the Is This Cinema podcast. We've got a special episode with no Jess because she's not a Nolan cinephile, unfortunately. But we're doing a Christopher Nolan draft and joining me this episode is a bunch of men. So apologies for the male voices you're going to hear in this episode. Finally. It's got Ibuka, Kachi and Bankole. Say hi. Hi everyone and thank you for having me. Hi everyone, happy to be here. That was not exciting. Should I do it? Should I do it? Yeah, go on then. I heard you think you think drafting is your ally. <laughs> I was born in it. Is this how we're gonna start? Molded by it. You didn't see. You didn't win a draft. We lost to, to Nikki. Until he didn't even to, do the voice. Yeah, we lost. Oh to yeah. Nikki. Let me tell you something. So I practiced the voice several times. I practiced the I practiced it in a in a glass, mm-hmm. like with a glass of my mouth, and I was really like eighty percent sure I was gonna do the voice, but then I was like, I just. I just can't. I just couldn't pull the trigger. But I was very close to doing the voice. Next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Anyway. Hi. We go around this up without big impressions. (laughs) It's a terrible impression. I'm going to let Bancoli explain the Christopher Nolan draft rules and how it will work and how the episode will eventually play out. So, Bancoli, you go. Um... Yeah, I guess we're straight into it. We're going to do a Christopher Nolan draft. We've been trying to do a filmmaker's draft for a while. What we're going to do is there are going to be four categories that are like constant. That's hopefully going to be constant across every filmmaker we do, be it Christopher Nolan or Tarantino or whatever we end up doing. And those are film, best film, best male performance, best female performance, and wild card. Those four are like certain. Wild card can literally be anything. If you're doing a Tarantino draft, it could literally be his love of feet. Like it can be anything you want. In wildcard, it could be a performance, it could be a scene, whatever you want. Then for this episode, we're adding two extra categories. Every episode will have two extra categories and we'll decide based on the filmmaker or whatever. For this episode, we are doing um, best score and best scene. So our six categories are film, male performance, female performance, wildcard, score, stroke music, and best scene. Uh, we aren't trying to create the best film, so don't end up just picking all the, like, X movie picks. We're just trying to get the best parts of like Nolan films. Um, it's going to be out on Twitter to vote from tomorrow. So if you listen to this, please go vote. Um, last time we did this draft over on Popcorn for Dinner, the Batman sequel draft. Nikki got all her, got the Nikki Nation, the the Casa Dupre disciples. They all they all came over and, and voted for her, and she won. But you know what? It's fine. We know who... The, anyway, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, that's basically the rule. Six categories, one filmmaker. Uh, so, yeah, it depends on you. Do you want to vote to win? Do you want to vote to follow your heart? I guess we'll find out what kind of... what kind of. Sorry, not vote. Do you want to draft? I guess we'll find out what kind of drafter you are. Everyone is. How does that sound? Everyone make sense? That sounds amazing. Yeah, makes sense. I'm ready to win again. <laughs> he didn't even win the last time. I literally just said that Nikki won. Like I literally just said that. Keep up my streak. You had clay face, clay face in your in your in your, and in your draft bro- last time. <laughs> that was terrible. That was actually terrible. Me, me and Clayface, watch Clayface coming the Batman sequel. Uh, but before we go into any drafting, um, without Priscilla, I have a question for you. Without like spoiling your eventual picks. And this will make sense because you I think you're the person most qualified to answer this question. Which of the Nolan protagonists are you most attracted to? <laughs> Wait. Oh, that's an easy answer. No, it's not. If it's not easy, I'm looking at you funny. Oh, there's two. There's two. Wait. 
Ebuka, I would like to know what your easy answer is. Oh, yeah. Answer, but... <laughs> I've got like three or four in my head. All right. I've got, I'll do the, I'll do, uh, there's no ranking. Okay. Robert Pattinson in Tenet. Okay. Tom Hardy in Inception. Joseph Gordon Lever in Inception. Oh, now I'm deciding between the two. I Maybe mean, I know because it's a bit cheating. I, I, I was thinking like the main, the main actors, but this is fine. This is fine. Killian Murphy in Dunkirk. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. Tell a lie. Tell a lie. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Okay, so I'm guessing you just went attractiveness, not like their character. Yeah, I'm not. Because Killian Murphy in Dunkirk is an entire, is like a coward. Okay. Okay. Okay, pick one. Pick one. Leo in Inception, Matthew McConaughey in Testella. That's, okay, PS that's, why, to... that's why I said that's an easy answer, though, oh, because to me, it's Matthew McConaughey. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> not in Interstellar. What, in looks or in, or in character? Oh, me, I was just talking about attractiveness. Oh, his looks in that film, his looks in that film is not grabbing at me the way that How to Lose Again, the guy in 10 days, grabs at me. I think Leo looks better than I mean? Inception. Okay. Exactly. Leo looks better than Inception. And Guy Pierce looks better than the pair of them. Thank you. Okay. I rest my case. Depends on which, which, of the, which part of the... How anyway. do you feel about John David Washington? Yeah, actually, no, no. Priscilla, why? So why? Like his mom. He looks like his mom. I've never seen his mom. Let me know. Priscilla Let, ignored... Anyway. Oh, the black man. He looks man. like his mom. Priscilla, Priscilla not mentioning the one black <laughs> man in the, in the, yeah, in the, in the catalog. Him. Like, that speaks for itself. If it was his dad, <laughs> if it was his dad, if that it was his dad, then of course. But he, he, he ain't, he don't look like his dad, so. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, okay, but no, okay, on a serious Call me Denzel Washington, please. Well, actually, if you can, no, never, never mind. Let's don't, move on. do not. Um... <laughs> So before we do any actual drafting, though, I mean, let's catch it. I guess, or whatever, we can start with like what I was going to say. What does Nolan mean to you? That sounded so disgusting. But like, I just mean like what I, mean, I guess. What's your history with Nolan films? Like, why do you like Nolan? What do you not like Nolan? Do you think he's overhyped? Do you think he's pre- pretentious? Well, for me, I think Nolan is. I think Christopher Nolan is. I think he's accurately represented. I think people view him as very, very. Highly rated director. He, I think he's on the same level as Scorsese, Tarantino, Kubrick, and the rest. So I think people genuinely rate him highly. And how, how I first got into Nolan was seeing him, seeing Inception with my dad. I think this was 2010. Mm. And I think that was one of the movies that really got me into appreciating movies and really liking television and so on. So yeah, I think that was my first introduction to Nolan, seeing Inception with my dad at the cinema. Interstellar in IMAX was a was a movie. Interstellar, yeah, Interstellar is one of my top five like cinema experiences. Yeah, let's keep our let's keep our drafting. Yeah. Okay. Let's not play our drafting cards. Okay. Yet, um, I think Nolan was the first. I think when I think because I saw Inception, I think Inception was the first film I saw, and Nolan was the first filmmaker that i realized and i was like oh shit he's got a distinct style like this isn't just oh i'm watching a movie and this movie's good next movie's good but blah, blah. it's like oh this is a nolan film and he's got first one you noticed yeah he's the first director that i noticed that he's got a distinct style and signature because so, i saw inception and then i saw memento and then obviously i, I think i saw dark knights between those but like batman begins for example mm-hmm. i didn't really think Oh, there was, I was like, okay, directed by Christopher Nolan. Then I saw 
Dark Knight itself, Inception, and Memento. Those three in a row now made me think, okay, oh shit, this guy. He, he was the first director that you attributed like an expectation. Yeah, exactly. To his name. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think, I mean, there it's there, and I'm sure there are incredibly smart video essays on YouTube that will point it out. But like Nolan is not, is not Tarantino or Finch, or even Scorsese or Spielberg, like that you like, oh, that is his move, or that is like how his shot looks in a Nolan film or whatever. Like he's more of just you know what a Nolan film is going to do. I don't know. Like, they, those things are there. And I'm, I'm saying they're not as obvious as, like, people like called, like, and, ranging from, like, a Wes Anderson to yeah, like, Tarantino. Exactly. Like, oh, that's how a Nolan shot is composed. They're there, don't get me wrong. They're definitely there, and you can pull them out. But it's a lot more of, like, you just kind of know, like, a Nolan film is trying to, going to try and grapple with big ideas. Big and, ideas and scale, you know, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Priscilla, any thoughts on Nolan generally you want to share before we go into drafting? <laughs> His brother's better looking. Oh my god! <laughs> Who is his brother? Anyway, he's 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 amazing, man. He's, what what do you mean by that? This is, what do you mean by that question? Christopher Nolan's brother, Jonathan Nolan, screenwriter brother. He's better looking. He creator got all the looks. of Westworld, co-creator of Westworld, co-creator of Personal yeah, Interest. Yeah, he's got all what, the looks. What do you mean by who's his brother, Ibuka? What? Ibuka, you oh. you've been on this podcast for you you co-created this podcast three years ago. So why would I? I told you I don't know all these people like you do. I'm not supposed to know Jonathan Nolan created Westworld. So it's pretty obvious information. No, yeah, I don't like watch. I don't watch the credits. He wrote Interstellar. I don't watch the credits. Sorry. Maybe if I watched wow. Interstellar recently. Maybe it was a maybe it was a Marvel film. He would watch the credits. Exactly. Yeah, Jesus. Maybe everyone should propose credit scenes. <laughs> but nah. Uh, okay, let's get to drafting, please. Okay, let's get drafting. Okay, so what we're going to do is going to be a random wheel generator online. It's going to tell us the order. If you've, oh my God, don't, don't start with the conspiracy theories. If you've listened to any of our things before, you know it's going to, it's a snake system. So it's going to be one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. That one, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. That's how it's going to be. So one and four will be on the turn. There, are, like I said, there are six categories film. Male performance, female performance, um, wild card, score, and scene. You can pick in whatever order you want. So you have to pick film first or whatever. Um, yeah, okay. Let me going first is going to be uh, Kachi. So Kachi is going first. Okay. Going second is Ibuka. Oh, this is not fun. Don't like this at all for myself. I'm going third is me. Oh, so I am third and Priscilla is fourth. So, Ibuka, can you see this random that you, you claim is not random? Give me literally the worst, worst position. So, just for clarification, it's going to be Kachi, Ibuka, myself, Priscilla, Priscilla, myself, Ibuka, Kachi. Um, Kachi, as, when you're ready, you go ahead. So, my first. I'll go with best scene, and my favorite scene is from Inception, and it's the hallway fight. Damn it. You guys are just gonna let this happen? <laughs> how do you? No, don't worry. I got, I, I, got, I got one in my arsenal. Okay. I got okay. one in my arsenal. Let me just delete that one thing. Wow, you niggas had hallway fight that high. So okay. I don't know what Banky's cooking for us, man. Can you do, talk about the hallway fight scene? Because people wanted to pick that and you picked it first. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, first. So I think the hallway fight scene, I think when I saw it, 
at the movies with my dad. I was like, and I wasn't really like a cinema going guy. So I, wonder, yeah. I wasn't really watching movies as much. I, I was like nine or 10 at that time. But when I saw that scene, I was like, yo, that scene was, that scene was serious. And that was like the first time I was like really shocked by the scene. Yeah. In, in, in your movie. I don't know what's more impressive, that scene or the the shooting of that scene, like the making of that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone has, has seen like the behind mm-hmm. the scenes of like Nolan actually creating that whole thing. I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's very, very impressive. I want yours. Um, Am I second? Oh, okay. My one that I'm picking, I don't really have a good position, but I'm going to go with something that I don't want to go off the table because I'm going to pick my female lead as Cobb's wife in Inception. Because you're picking Cobb's wife? Yeah, because as my female performance, yeah. Um. I I couldn't think of many and I don't think that's yeah, I couldn't think of many, and I just remember her being good and like really strong so, in that film. As some, so you're picking. Yeah. You're, just to get this clear, you are drafting as your first overall pick. Yeah. Pick, pick someone that we don't even know her name. Mal. You think that she's so important that we're going to lose track? Like, you think someone's going to steal her board? <laughs> yeah. No, I happen? think Christopher Nolan doesn't have enough great female performances. That there's a plethora to choose from. At all. So I choose Mao before it gets taken. So okay, you pick Cobb's wife. Yeah. When you're scrambling for female female characters, remember this. I have a female character. What are you talking about? Okay. Let me tell you this. I have four female characters, and she wasn't even among the four. Okay. So I don't understand what you're talking about. Like he might not have lead performances, but he has at least two good female performances. Okay. Okay. So. I guess it's my turn, and my first. Pick, I cannot believe I get to pick this third. This this makes no sense to me. I like. I mean, okay, fair enough. Um, for my first pick, I am going to draft in the only person to win an Oscar for his performance oh, in a Nolan film. Sake. It makes no sense to me that I'm picking this third. I don't understand what was going on. But God, that was my choice. Yeah, because it makes perfect sense. I am drafted in Heath Ledger as the Joker, as my leap, as my male performance. He was what? my scene and my actor. <laughs> what scene? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, this is for performance, for male oh, okay, performance. Okay, performance. This, oh, this is irritating me. Yeah, that's a good draft. I was going to pick that, but I go by, yeah, yeah I, I, I was going to pick that. Well. That's irritating my spirit. I still got my licking, but that's irritate my spirit. I mean, like, what what can we say about Heath Ledger as Joker that has already been said? I don't think there's anything to be to say. Uh, I just can't believe I got this th- in the third round, in the third. You pick. lot, like, man. <laughs> I, I, Ibuka picked Cobb's wife before picking Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. <laughs> I was so happy that no one was picking him. I couldn't believe oh. my luck. Um. Yeah, but I mean, Heath Ledger as Joker, incredible performance, best performance in his superhero film. Oh, best performance of the 20 whatever century. Ibuka, what did you say? <laughs> what did you say? Say what you said. Nothing. <laughs> you might as well say because you know I'm going to edit it. I can just single, single it out and hear what you said. Just say what you said. I said over, over, it rhymes with overhated. Oh my God, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. 
Christopher Nolan took a guy that was known for rom-coms and the occasional gay drama made him the best villain we've ever seen okay, on okay. screen. Okay, occasional gay drama. That was some good work. Broke that man to put respect no, on the I'm, film. I'm not criticizing the film. I'm just saying that he did one gay... Like, that's the occasional... Like That was a not good the, film. Not the quality of the film. Just like he did a lot of rom-coms and one gay drama. One very yeah. good gay drama. Him and J.J. Homer. That, that was not criticizing the film. There's a Brookback Mountain play on um, in the West End. In the West End, I'm going to go and watch Mike it, and, and Lucas Hedges. Um, yeah, I mean, the Joker, Heath Ledger, it's great. It's enshrined. He won an Oscar. What do you want me to say? Uh, Priscilla, you're next. My choice. I'm going male performance. As I'm yeah, so get you him get two picks now. Yeah, I get two picks. Yeah. Okay, so... For male performance, I'm picking Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a top three performance from him. And I think he's his most underrated performance, actually. Because he doesn't do too much, but what he does holds weight in the film. Like the whole film centers on him doing what he does well. I feel like if you removed him from the film, mm-hmm. Inception isn't as good as it is. Like, it, it, you remove him from the film, Inception is not what it is. Like, he's amazing. The cast chemistry, like, that was a good film. That was a good, that was a damn good year for Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Man, oh, that year. Shed Shed Island, that year, isn't yeah. that year? Oh, no. Why are you laughing, man? No, no, no. I'm, I'm you smiling. You come and beat your ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling. I'm smiling because I realised something that, like, Banky is feeling so smug, right? Because obviously, he's picked, 100%. He, he's picked Heath Ledger and obviously he's, he feels like he's won the actor round. But, Every round counts the same, right? Each one is one. So congratulations, the actor. Yeah, each one's one. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. But I would let you know that, like, my draft strategy really hinged on get. Like, if I didn't get heat, I had like I had to change different picks in different, different categories. Picks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it was like but, okay, because if I didn't get heat here, then I would have to have like not gone with my heart in other categories and just gone with things that have to win. Okay. But now I can cool. go with my heart and just be like, this, I like this, I'm going to pick this. Oh, and I was also smart. Also, I didn't pick Cobb's wife. Okay. What, what so is I this hate I, I for Cobb's wife? Wait, let me pick my scene. Let me pick my scene. Okay. I want to pick my scene before oh, yeah. everyone snaps at it. Okay. okay. My scene, I had the choice between two. It's from the same mm-hmm. film. There was either the scene where the Joker comes into the party and crashes it. Okay. Yeah. Mm, and then starts it's threatening everyone. But the one I'm picking, yeah, it's my favorite scene in any superhero film until I saw Colin Firth play the penguin <laughs> and go like, Come on, <laughs> Espanol <laughs> Until I saw that, this was my favorite I feel like scene. I know what scene you're okay. it's, it's the Joker versus Batman in the interrogation room. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, you ain't one of them. You're one of us. Yeah, that was my number one. That was my number one scene. That's my favorite scene. Like, that's my favorite scene in any Christopher Nolan film, period. That's, it's two actors. Like, Heath Ledger really said, he, he had red was due. There was no water. There was no food. The landlord his door. He had he had things to be bills to be paid, and he said, "You know what? Yeah, yeah." With that nasty smile on his face and that Mac lipstick on his mouth, nah, man. He yeah. Honestly, I think if you want to say that Heath Ledger is like, if maybe you haven't watched Dark Knight in five years or whatever, and you want to say his performance was overrated or whatever, watch that. Watch that scene. Like that scene. That just that scene. Like from the moment like uh, Batman appears and crashes his head onto the table and all, all that stuff. Like. He's acting in that scene. Like he's yeah. That's that's I don't know amazing. It's just he's acting. I can't. He's acting in that scene. I can't even like 
front of Sienna. That scene is amazing from start to finish. It's like the first, the way it starts with the head banging and what he even says in response to the head banging. And he's just like, it's the way he bangs his head up and, bang, even, and he wakes up and you see the light. <laughs> even all the way till the end when he's on the floor and he's laughing at Batman and Batman is like, where is she? And then he now, and then he laughs. It's, it's amazing. Where is she? It is amazing. And exactly like Batman is like screaming like that. And he's just, laughing mm-hmm. even and harder than laughing. he was laughing five seconds ago is yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's perfect a joke he's got um, another one in that film i was gonna pick the other one in that film was there was two wait more. well wait maybe, was... maybe someone's picked so let's let's wait don't they're not gonna pick this one it's so obscure okay say it you know the scene where he's with all the like drug dealers and, the and he's guy. like i'm gonna make this disappear this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like why so serious um that's my thing. Okay, so, hmm. so I'm next. I guess second, I'm my second pick. Yeah. This is interesting because now it's like, do I go hard or do I double down and like... You got to double down, G. Hmm. Um, okay. Oof. Okay. I don't want to... Uh, this is... So I'm, I am right now in front of the goalpost and the post is empty. But my teammate is like beside me and I can't pass to him. And I think I'm just going to have to do that. Cause I just, I wouldn't, it don't sit well in my spirit to, to make this pick. So I'm going to go for film and I'm going to go with my favorite Nolan film. I don't think it's his favorite. I don't think it's his best film, but I'm going to go with my favorite Nolan film with, which is Memento. So for film, Ooh. I'm going, I'm going Memento. That's, oh. um, that's, that's my favorite Nolan that's film. That's a hard pick. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Is it hard? Like, is it, I could have gone, the, the, I, I could have done something, but like, let me just, let me, I, I, I didn't want to hit myself. So, like, yeah, Memento, I'm. Memento was the second film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is ridiculous. Film. First film is like an R10. I watched yeah. it. So, I watched Following and Insomnia. Those are the two I'd never seen mm-hmm. before this. I watched them just for this. Um, Memento is probably the one I've watched the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched, is it's the only one I rewatched for this. Mm-hmm. And like I didn't get any new kind of like new clues or whatever, but it's like the movie just still still holds. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing I've always loved about Memento is just like, <laughs> well, I don't want to, let me wait on that in a second. But I, I think I've always just liked how, yeah, I just, I've liked Memento. Memento is a great movie. Like I think ten people watch Memento and you you get like seven different questions. People have different questions about Memento, not just about like the plot, but just like what it means and. The fact that Memento ends with obviously, obviously, the whole thing we know that the movie is told in reverse or whatever. But like the fact that the well, movie, are we spoiling it? Like honestly, if anyone's listening, Nolan just hasn't watched Memento. There will be spoilers. I apologize. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. go watch Memento and come back. Uh, but like the fact that like the movie ends with um with with Lenny with Leonard, like, lying to himself, like, after everybody else mm. in his life has, like... I I think one of the first things I ever remember, remember taking out Memento was how all the deceits were, like, layered. Like, it started with, like, the kind of things that were not inconsequential, but something like the hotel manager, like, lying to him for an extra room. And then it, it kind of escalates quite rapidly to, like, to Natalie. But then it escalates again to Teddy. And then... It ends with the biggest deceit of all, which is that he lies to himself to go yeah. and kill someone, knowing that he's lying to him. I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's just he. How imagine lying to you, like your past self is lying to your future self. It's just, <laughs> I really like Memento. I've watched it the most. I think it's 
it's definitely his tightest script, which even though it's weird because like it's told in reverse or whatever. It's a ge- do you know what? the actual plot line of the actual film is actually genius. Yeah, I yeah. It's, I really it's genius. I really love that thing you said, Bunkley, about imagining your past self lying to your future self because a lot of Christopher Nolan films, if not all of them, have like time as a major concept, right? Yeah. And in mm-hmm. Memento, the first time you see it, maybe the second time, maybe even the third, the only thing that you think about time is, oh, it's just told in reverse, right? And it's like, it's not a mm-hmm. linear timeline. But that thing you said just now is a really insightful, like he knows that his future, like basically, yeah, like you say, he's lying to his future self. And there's a relationship mm-hmm. between him now and himself in the future and himself in the past that's different to the relationship every normal human being would have with their future or past self. It's yeah. So that's another time. Wait, I have, I have, a, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I, I saw a video recently where someone was talking about how all the, all the big directors now, Scorsese, Wes, Nolan, they all do like period pieces, and they mm-hmm. never, and they never do, they never make movies like based on the present. Like you know, Scorsese yeah. is doing. Kill of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Roland is doing Oppenheimer. Um, what's his name? Um, Tarantino is doing his 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 film critic film. Tarantino yeah, keeps going for, they further, keep going back. further yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was I wanted to have have your take on that. Well, I mean, I, I wish I could have an original take. I don't because I've listened to smart yeah. people and me also have this discussion so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna end up regurgitating mm-hmm. their take but i think sort of excited in an interview that a major reason is just cell phones like it's difficult to make films that involve self like that involve cell phones yeah just because well lots of problems that happen in films can be solved if someone just called somebody <laughs> but then also like shooting around cell phones is disgusting and annoying yeah um but no that's a great point and but also people are like if I'm going to regurgitate the points I've heard from smarter people, they said like those people are kind of looking for control and it's easier to have control over the past events than to try. Yeah. If you're, because if you're a filmmaker of that kind of caliber and you're making a movie now, you want to say something about the present, but also kind of not predict, but anticipate what is going on, what is going to happen yeah. in the future, like what could happen. But now it's just like, I guess the world is in such flux that mm-hmm. it's a bit of, nobody wants to put themselves in that position. Like this is what, someone like Soderbergh does it a lot and then most of his movies mm-hmm. are hit and miss. So yeah, I that I don't I don't have an original take unfortunately because I've I've heard that debate and I've kind of yeah. consumed points on that debate. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're next. La- okay, last word on Memento. Memento was like mm-hmm. I think the first film. You know that meme where the guy is holding someone on the chair and like has a gun to his head while he's watching TV. That was the first film. <laughs> yeah. Where I was like, I yeah. need you to pay attention to what's happening. Do not look away. Oh. I can't remember last time I watched Memento before now, but it's definitely the longest time span between like watches since I first watched the movie. Yeah. Because it was literally like I watched it and I started showing everybody that I could think of, like <laughs> watch this movie with me. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your questions are. <laughs> and I, want, I want to so, see if you can figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about Memento again, I'm sure. Um. I haven't picked anything in any other category except female lead. So I can do scene, female, female lead. Female lead but yeah. A female performance. I know the best I can hope for a male lead is a second or a draw. Right? Well, you... Okay, yeah. I mean, it depends on how... We don't know how people are going to vote. Yeah, yeah come on. The, master, the masters love the Joker. Even though I think mine should win. 
Oh my god. Um, I, I mean, um, they might not necessarily do like category by category, but anyways, go ahead. Stop trying to influence okay. the voting electorates. <laughs> I am going to choose because I feel there's such a wealth to choose from. I'm going to do the same thing I did for female lead, and I'm going to pick. Ah, uh, okay. I need more time to think about this one, right? And I'm going second next time. So for my male performance, I'm going to pick McConaughey in Interstellar. Fair. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Like, I think... See, the thing is, like, I think maybe you might have realized that I'm a little bit of a McConaughey fanboy. So I really think, like, every film he's been in, I've never seen a McConaughey performance and thought, okay, that was just okay. I just love, you know, transfixed to the screen type of shit. I love him. He's amazing. Yeah, I'll save my interstellar thoughts because in case somebody else picks interstellar what did you or think? something. What did you think along. of the gentleman? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, every time McConaughey's in a, in a film, it just elevates it to me. I remember seeing... It's my man. What was it? What was it that I saw recently? 10 Things I Hate About You? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh. Exactly. And, uh, and Cinema. He knows how to do everything well. I don't know. McConaughey is just really really talented to me. And I remember the first time I watched, what was it? See, the thing is, what you said about The Gentleman is how I feel. Mm -hmm. I remember when I saw, what's the name of the film? Dallas Buyers Club. I didn't yeah. think I was yeah, going yeah. to love Dallas Buyers Club. But literally from the first minute he's on the, he's on my TV, I I am sat. So yeah, he's just... You know, you... Him a little went crazy on that film. Exactly. Um... Oh God. You, you know, you loving Dallas Bears Club is like the strangest fact about you because like, no, yes. it's not something that I, I have. I you. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that I have on your what? bingo card. I've okay. never seen a second of that movie. I'm not going to watch a second of that movie till I die. So like, I'm <laughs> fine. Just do it like this, right? If McConaughey is in it, I love it. Fair. Same. Um, okay, so yeah, I think I'll save my installer thoughts until we go down the line. Just okay. so why not? Also, if it. And also, wait, let me try and fight for my, okay. let me try and fight for my pick here, right? I know the Joker <laughs> and the Dark Knight and all that, but McConaughey at the end of Interstellar, McConaughey in the scene in the space where he's crying, McConaughey yeah. in the wardrobe as his daughter's ghost. Like, I don't know. I feel like when you stack up his top five scenes in that film, acting wise, mm-mm. I'm no, I'm just saying. It, 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 I, look, I don't. This is not like look. McConaughey is is great in Tesla. He's never good. He's great, but like he's not. Come on, no. Like I'm just saying. Like Heath Ledger when he, and Dark when, when is, they rush back a, to the, when he rush back to the, is the spaceship disaster. and he's like, how many years have passed? I'm just saying. But that's just like something that we've any honestly. Insert anyone else in that they could have probably done the same thing. Like another great actor could have already done it. I don't know if we can do Heath Ledger. I don't know if okay. we can do what Heath Ledger okay. did. I'll Knights. give you that. I'll give you that. First. But catch you next. Okay. Um, so next I have um, score. Mm. Best score. I'm, mm. I'm surprised no one, I'm surprised no one picked this first. Uh, that was going so to be my score, pick. So for best score, I have Hans Zimmer in... Inception. No, in Interstellar. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Come on. You were going for the other one. You were going for the other one. You, you know what? You were going for the other one. No. VAR. 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 Exactly. He said, in, he said Inception. Okay. But wait. This is what I'm saying. So did when we talked about school. I think we have to. Yeah, he did. I think we have to lie Interstellar. He did? Okay. 
Yeah. When we talked about score, I thought we were meaning like specific songs. Well, that's not a score. Or like that's a song. Scenes. I interpreted it as whole soundtrack. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't think it was yeah, the whole a score. soundtrack. Score. I thought it was yeah, like it was one score song. Of a film. Oh, Why would what? it be one song? No, it can't oh, be one song. <laughs> I thought I was going to blow you guys away with like, ah. Oh, what, with time? What we want. No, no, no. My my top two were Time or Cornfield Chase. And I was like, I can pick okay, any yeah, of them. Fair, 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 oh, fair, I was going to do Cornfield Chase. Yeah. That is so... This, this is... I did not know these was the rules. Yeah, because Cornfield Chase is mine. What? Why would it be Why would it be song? Why would it be song? Like, why would it be song? There's so many scenes with amazing... Even the Inception ending. That's why it's an entire score. Because you're, not, because you're doing scene by scene and we'll be here forever as well as the entire score. But do, you, do they give the Oscar for the best scene that is scored properly? Use of music. They use the best use of music in film. That's the score. <laughs> but how does this even matter? You're not, you, you didn't pick it. Like He picked Interstellar. He's already done. What, because, what are we doing Because here? the only reason I didn't pick Interstellar as my score was because I was like, oh, if someone picks Cornfield Chase, I'll just pick Time. And at least it will be so a what close do you think? Fight. What do you think was going to happen? Like the voters would go and start listening to every single track. No, because you should know Cornfield Chase and you should know Time. Oh my god! I think Cornfield uh, Chase has the most like plays. Oh god! Most listens oh, of Hans Zimmer on Spotify. I think that's his most listened to. Yeah, the music, the music in Interstellar is is perfect for me. And I remember, I think apparently, I think he's done. I think Hans has done all of Nolan's films. Well, no, no, right? he did um, from I think from I know press, he did no, from Night Batman well. Begins. So he, he so he did the Batman trilogy and did the Batman did, trilogy, then the Inception and Interstellar. Okay, he did Interstellar as well. Yeah, because uh, Nolan switched. I think because Hans must have been doing Dune, so Nolan did got Ludwig yeah. to do. Yes, yes, um, yes. Hans was doing Tenet, Dune at the time. Tenet and and Oppenheimer. Um. So I like scores, but I'm not someone that like keeps the score in my head. Like I don't, I, I can't bring out themes straight out of my head, right? But I, obviously, as someone who likes film, I can actually score. Mm-hmm. But I remember there are a few times when I'm in the cinema, I'm like, this particular moment of this score, I can probably remember it anywhere else. The moment where, Jesus Christ, spoiler alert, but if you haven't watched this movie in 10 years, like, I don't know what to say for you. The moment where, um, spoiler alert for Gun Girl, when yeah. Amy kills Desi, like, I have that score ingrained in my head. And then, I remember Interstellar, the moment when I think they go, I think it's when they go around the black hole. That's what they're doing, right? At mm-hmm. that point. I've seen Interstellar twice. The second time was literally this, this week. So, but that, that, that moment was still in, has been ingrained in my head for 10 years. So yeah, no, Interstellar score is, is impeccable. And Hans Zimmer is obviously the good. So yeah. Nothing there. So um, I think you're still next. I'm Catch still you. next. Okay. For, I have, Wild card, and for wild card, I picked Wally Fisher, and Wally Fisher was Nolan's cinematographer at the early stages. So he did Batman trilogy, he did Inception, he did Insomnia, he did Memento, he did The Prestige as well, and I think he also did. He also worked on Moneyball, I think. I'm not too sure with um that page, but yeah, this was this You're was bringing tears to my eyes, Kachi. You are you are on the right <laughs> podcast. <Yeah? laughs> if your wild card is 
<laughs> Nolan's early cinematographer. Like, yeah, I yeah. honestly, you are yes. Thank you very so much. Th- this was before he switched to. Oh, can I say this? Because someone else might. No, no, say it. Okay. This was before he switched to this guy, the Dutch guy. What's his name? Hoyt, Hoyt Van. Hoyt Van Hoytema. Yeah. Yeah. He did, he's doing Oppenheimer. Wait, who did Transcendence? Because that was also a Nolan cinematographer. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I think that was him as well. Might have been. Yeah, it was Wally. Because, yeah, because he was doing. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Wally because Wally was working with Nolan and he yeah. went to direct. And trans- I, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know Hoyt did Nope with um with forties. Yeah, name. I mean Hoyt Vantama is is a legend and um, her too with, with Spike. Thank you very much for this is this is this is nice. This is a good <laughs> wildcard. Wildcard is not yeah. no one should understand it except five people in the audience. <laughs> and thank you very thank you very much for your wildcard being Wally Fister. Um, Ibuka, I think it's back at you for your okay. third pick. Okay, I'm looking at the board right now and seeing why I don't have. I feel like I haven't won enough, so I'm just going to cheat and say The Dark Knight as my film. Uh, like, boo! (laughs) 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 Oh, so when I pick Cobb's wife close to my heart, I get slandered. And now I'm picking the populist pick. I'm getting booed. Tomato, 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 throwing tomato. This is what I meant when I could have scored the the open post. I was like, I I couldn't. Yeah, imagine if I had the ledger and dark night. I needed points on the board. I needed points on the board. (laughs) I mean, boo. Prisa, would you have picked Dark Knight at any point? Maybe, but I have another one in my head. Anyway, don't talk about Dark Knight. Don't talk about the movie that is Dark Knight. What can you say about the Dark Knight? Oh my god, the dust already. So just the way that I thought score was going to be like individual movies individual like songs in the films mm-hmm. i thought when we're doing scene being that it was nolan it would be like opening scene and like i watched it today again and the opening scene in dark knight is i think top two for nolan for the, me top two opening scenes top two opening scenes and I just thought it was a Nolan thing that we could have done. But yeah, The Dark Knight as a film, it's so... So you know when you said Memento was his tightest script, right? And I think I agree. Memento transfixes you to the screen and you are fully engaged every scene, every action that the protagonist does. I think that's his only screenplay norm. Did he get a nomination for that? I didn't know he could nomination for that. I think screenplay nomination. <laughs> I think he did. Fair enough. I did not know that. I'm not sure... You're right, you're right, you're right. He got nom for Memento. He got an Oscar nomination yeah. for screenplay for, yeah. for Memento. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, Dark Knight, amazing film, amazing set pieces, asks great questions, as especially as a superhero film, you know, questions that mm. superhero films these days maybe do not ask. Um, the <laughs> Random shots. Okay. Per- perfect introduction of the Joker as well. Like, in a grounded in a more grounded type of Batman film, the Joker was a more grounded type of individual and Nolan being Nolan and his, it's actually one of the interesting things about Dark Knight is that Nolan likes to explain, right? He likes to give you all the details. He likes your mind to be as engaged as the protagonist or the characters in this film. So he wants you to think about their problems, try figure it out yourself Mm -hmm. and like, what the fuck is going on? But in the Dark Knight, because of how much of a chaotic force the Joker is, obviously, you have like three different origin stories. You don't know, you don't even know the Joker's skill level. 
Like you don't know what he's capable of. So you are in that same position as Batman and the people of Gotham. Like who the hell is this hurricane that's like tearing everything down? As opposed to like an inception where Dom is a master of sleep, Mm -hmm. of dream stealing and all that shit. It's, it's, yeah. I love the Dark Knights. Always. Yeah, I mean, great movie. No debate there. Um, Okay. Ooh, okay. I mean, I think I just have to go here because I don't think anyone's going to pick this, but it's probably the most likely to be picked out of my other categories. So I'm going to go film a performance and I'm going to go Carrie Ann Moss as Natalie in Memento. Um, that scene, man. That, that, that scene. That, that, that was, yeah, that was a fuck up for me, actually. When I think about it, that was a mess. I can't believe I missed that. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, ah, I'm pissed. That, that scene. Ah. Like, oh, there's so many God. points. <laughs> I'm I, sick. I there's so many points where where the structure of the film, like really, because the film is shot back to front or whatever, works in his favor. Like it makes reveals so good, whatever. First of all, Priscilla is so happy because I don't know who she wants to think, but who wants to pick, but it's clearly not. So she's happy that I didn't pick who she wanted to pick. Anyway, um, there's so many points where it really works and it really hits you. I, I think one of the best points in Memento is when one of the funny is like, what am I doing? He's running. He's like, oh, I'm chasing this guy. He's like, oh no, shit, he's chasing me. I think that was one of the funniest parts in Nolan's entire, entire filmography. Yes. But I think, that moment where we see, like we see Natalie at first and she's crying that dud bitter or whatever. And then the next scene is us seeing, telling him that she's going to manipulate him. Like, what does she say? She says something about, I should have written that. I wanted to, I forgot. When she says, I've, I researched your illness and it's caused by a venereal disease. It was like, maybe your cunt of a wife sucked too many dicks or whatever. I'm just like, like it's so, and the casting is so great, right? Because, <laughs> You get Carrie Ann Moss, who they cast first, but she was Trinity like one, two years before. So everybody expects her to be this kind of, she could just be Trinity, the good person, the the friend, the partner, the love interest, right? But then she's just <laughs> the complete opposite. So that was just incredible casting. Obviously, um, the casting of um, Joe Pantoliano as, as Teddy as well, because we know him as the conniving guy from Matrix. And then here, even though he's a bit conniving, he's kind of like the better... I think he's the better of the two characters between him and Natalie. Like, I know he was kind of using using Lenny, but I, I still think Natalie was way worse. But anyway, that scene, that scene is just incredible. I think, obviously, we have, we've said it, like, it's slim pickings when it comes to no, female female performances with Nolan. But I, I think Carrie Amos is incredible in this movie. I think the movie is not hers, but every time she's on scene, on screen, she makes it hers. Like, she just kind of says, focus on me. I really think she's really good in this movie. So that's my pick for female performance. Carrie and Moss. Yeah, I can't. I can't lie. It's it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. I got my my pick. So, what do I have two, Bankoli? Uh, yeah. Are you on the turn? Okay. So, for my female performance, I'm going for Jessica Chastain in Interstellar. I decided to go for. Solid, solid. I, I was hoping. I was hoping someone was going to go. Can I tell you something? So, what? there's only one film performance left to be picked. And that was catchy. So, I doubt he's going to pick this. Actually, I don't think I picked this because you really picked Chastain. But I was going to go... <laughs> this is funny. I was going to yeah. go Mackenzie Foy before Chastain. Yeah, same. Same. That was, she uh, was on my list. Yeah, she was I on was, my list. I was going to go... I was going to go for her. But Jessica Chastain's my sister. 
is Justin better than, than Hathaway in this film? I mean, you've already picked your pick, so it's not like it, but I... <laughs> no, I have to change my mind. No, what is... I have to change my mind. It's been written. No, you it's, can't write it. It's that, what are you talking about? It's done in ink. <laughs> no, no, Jessica, been... no, Jessica, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go with her. I think... I think... Do you know what? Like, I really like this performance of hers. Like, it's not one that everyone automatically yeah. says. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was really, really... Because really, it's very hard when you've got Matthew McConaughey acting in front of you. And it's very easy, in a sense, to get overshadowed. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it's really easy to be overshadowed by Matthew McConaughey. And then no point that I ever felt like she was ever overshadowed by him. Mm-hmm. That she was generally very, 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 very good. It's Chastain, very, very, right? Very, very good. Yeah, Chastain. Then for my wild card, I decided to go for um, the bromance between Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Inception. I knew you were going to of course, do I was glad to put that in there. <laughs> That's the best relationship in any Nolan film. Period. Period. They have a better romance. I can't find one. I actually knew you were going to pick them. Just this was yeah. Well, Tom Hardy was going to be the one most- of my wildcard picks, but yeah. Um, what does he say? Don't be afraid to dream a little bigger. What does it before he shoots? Yeah, don't be don't be afraid to dream a little bigger. Yeah, darling, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah, it's no it's no Wally Fister, but it's a it's a good wild wildcard pick. Um, so it's my turn. And I think I have to go, I have to go scene, I have to go scene, because I think score is free for all right at this point, once Stella is gone. Uh, I'm going to go scene, and I'm going to go, I referenced this in at the beginning, I'm going to go Bane in Dark Knight Rises and The Pit. I don't think Fuck any, you. <laughs> I don't think any other scene is quoted as an, an entire scene is quoted more in any of Nolan's films, I think you can, the mileage of Bane can vary. It's, it's oscillated from people love him to people make fun of him. But I, I think you can't argue that that scene itself is an incredible scene. Breaking Batman's back in that scene, is, it's incredible. You think Darkness was your ally? Um, and we can all recite those lines. I think I think that's, I think that's Bane's best scene. And I think that, that's just, I think that's best in the movie. I think it's a legitimately scary scene because of the way he destroys destroys Batman in that scene. So yeah, that's my pick for for best scene. I cannot believe you. Like, look, fuck fuck the rules of the draft. I am going on Bangladesh team, and we need to talk about that scene. But I don't have the time. But we need to talk about the Dark Knight scene or the Dark Knight Rises. Sorry, he was he pieced Batman up so calmly. So in such a relaxed manner. <laughs> oh God, what's a scene? But my pick, what what do I have to pick? What's left on the yep. board? Score scene and wild card. Oh, score scene and wild card. Um score. My score is scene is going to be difficult for me, but score I pick Inception. Inception yeah. is the only one that I see standing against Interstellar. And I haven't had a very good performance. I'm so like you know the thing is like I am on Banky's team. I think he's you one. No, my team. I I'm don't so understand. Sorry, what you about? <laughs> I'm just sorry. Come, Banky, come on. You're embarrassing me in front of the guests. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Inception is my score. How come I never get two? You guys have been getting two. But keep I going, don't get two. Going. Only Priscilla and only Priscilla catching. I'll get two. Inception. 
Um, I mean, don't let's just skip. Kachi, what's your what's your pick? Let's just move on because we can talk about talking about Inception. We know what Inception is. Okay, my pick for best female performance. Uh, this was tough because I didn't know. There's not really much to work with. But my best was um Elizabeth. Oh, uh, fair. I've forgotten her line. Elizabeth Becky in Dunkirk. I, think she's really I really good. like that. She was on my list. And yeah, and that was my first time seeing her in anything. I didn't see Oh, her. go watch Night Manager. It's so good. Yeah, I've heard of I've heard of Yeah, that. go watch Night Manager. She's really good in that. Yeah. I think we know she's good. We know she's good in that in Tenet because you can't hear anything in the last 30 minutes, but you still feel the emotion. <laughs> so at least that's how you know she's acting properly. Yeah. For best male performance, I'm picking Tom Hardy in... In what? Batman. The Dark Knight Rises. Has been. Yes, has been. I think no explanation for you. You said it all for that one. I think that I think that's one of his best performances, in my it's opinion. That and Peaky untrue. Blinders. It's not untrue. It. It's not untrue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think I like his Bane. Like I said, his Bane has kind of, depending on what day you wake up, people either love it or hate it. But I kind of like his Bane. Yeah. Okay, so my best scene. Yeah. It, I alluded to it earlier, and I can't think right now. I'm trying to see if there's anything that I'm missing. Any obvious candidates? The way I missed fucking Carrie and Moss. Um, but my favorite scene is between. It doesn't make any sense, right? Actually, I'll pick one that makes sense. It's the opening scene to Tenet. I think that was nice. That was mm-hmm. really good. Oh, actually no, actually no. Ah, oh, f- yeah, Tenet has good. so many that's great scenes, you know, because I have three from that film. The opening scene. The final assault, where it's like going forward versus going backwards, and then the I plane like tenets. scene. Let me just let me just say on the record. I love that. I, like I hate tenets. the tenets, but now that I'm thinking, I think I was maybe too harsh on it. You know, I changed my mind. It's the final assault where it's like forwards versus backwards. That's just insane. Like, how do you come up with that and to actually do it? Yeah, I picked that one. That's my forward backward fights. Um. So. <laughs> okay, so it's my my pick and. I'm gonna go wild card because I think I think score is a lost cause. I'll pick something there eventually. I'm gonna go wild card, and nobody's gonna pick my wild mm-hmm. card either. But my wild card is Christopher Nolan's statement when Warner Brothers decided to put all their movies on HBO Max. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> so for context, <laughs> Nolan had been working with Warner Brothers since I think the Batman Begins, which is 2005, and it's up in 2020. So we're talking about 15 years, and then. They said they're going to put all their movies on HBO Max because it was COVID and they're trying to get money and subscribers and whatever. And I released this statement to Hollywood Reporter. And I'll just tell you, I'll just put a section, I'll just read out a section of what he said because it was incredible. This is why Oppenheimer is with Paramount, I think, or Universal. I'm not sure. One of those. I think it's Universal, not with Warner Brothers. And he says, Universal, Some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and they woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. <laughs> Sorry, it's insomnia in 2002, not even, so yeah, so 20 years, 18, 20 years. So I just thought that was incredible the way he just burnt his his relationship with Warner Brothers. But, but I think he's mended the relationship. I was hearing... Apparently they want him back and they're offering a lot of money. Yeah, they want him back, yeah. We'll yeah. See. But I just thought that to say, 
these guys thought they were working for the greatest movie studio and they woke up finally they're working for the worst streaming so I just think it's incredible that's my wild card I have nothing else to say about it that's just an incredible incredible burn um who's next me so two more right film and score yeah your final two so for my favorite film Tenet because that's my favorite film ever I'm a Tenet Supervisor. This is like, actually your favorite Nolan film. I love it. I'm sorry. Fuck off. This is your favorite out of all his films. Tenet is your favorite Nolan film. You talk mine. Tenet's my second favorite oh, film. Okay. Okay. Him. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that's fine. You said your favorite. I thought I didn't know it was favorite on the no, board. Second, I thought it was like second, generally favorite. I love that film so much. That's still so wild. How many have you watched Tenet? I don't want to say. Wait, like too many. Fair enough. I need to rewatch. I've only watched it once. It's so good. I like, I'm not going to go into it because if I go into it, I'm going to go into soliloquy about Elizabeth and Robert Pattinson and that's not required right now. Um, but it's an amazing film. I don't, I don't mean to say anymore. I mean, I think we mentioned it when we talked about the scene, like the opening scene in it is crazy. The end scene in it is crazy. The whole backwards to forwards mm-hmm. thing, like it's insane, the whole film. But for score, this was hard because my one's Interstellar. So instead, I'm going to go for The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So that was a good score. That was a very good score. Yeah, that's like, a good score. Yeah. He, no, he was, he was, the, the piano was on fire. <laughs> he's, he's, he gave, he, he said, you know what, yeah, I'm going to give you music. And I felt it. So those are my two. I'm surprised the one no one spoke about Harry Styles and Tammy and Dunkirk. <laughs> you look good. No, yeah. Good. Priscilla has a priority straight. That was my that was my wild card of first and I switched. That would, I would have supported that wild card because wild I do card. think I think he was mm-hmm. good in, in, in Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like Dunkirk. Um it's a really good film. And mm-hmm. Speaking of Dunkirk, I'm going to go, my score is Hans Zimmer in Dunkirk. Good score. Good score. I think the whole thing with the watch, I think is great. I think he's really good in Dunkirk. I think, I remember, let me just talk about Dunkirk quickly here, because I remember when I watched Dunkirk, I watched it in IMAX 2D, loved it. And I remember coming out, I was like, that movie could have just been sounds and like music and planes flying. Then I read and apparently Nolan was like, he once wanted to do the movie as like, basically like, like a silent, not a silent film, but basically no dialogue. Yeah. Um, but then he was convinced not to do that. But like, yeah, I think the Hanzima score, obviously the sound is and all that, but the Hanzima score really, really like brings up the tension in that film. The the ticking the ticking watch throughout the movie. So yeah, you I'm know? gonna go with the dunk dunk okay. score. Okay. Uh okay, okay. I think it's your turn. I think you have only one pick left. Yeah. Wild card. So what's your wild card? In my measly attempt to come second to Bankali. <laughs> because he refused to let me hitch on his coattails. So I, I don't know. I don't know okay, yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like I messed up. I goofed so many times with easy, easy picks. But I don't yeah, know I why you think Knights. I'm like I'm clear first because Priscilla and Kachi have some strong picks here. Yeah. Anyway, I, what's your what's your wild card? My wild card, which is funny because I didn't have a wild card until literally. I wouldn't even say during the recording of this episode, right? I had I was completely blank for a wild card. Actually, I had a wild card, but when I saw the wild card that everyone else was going with, I was like, "Oh shit, mine is too boring to make on the episode." But then, as okay, God, everybody has picked a wild card. What would have been your boring one? As mine was going to be Man of Steel, 
like because Nolan wrote oh. on it, right? But I call bullshit on him writing on it, but I, he produced <laughs> it. But okay. I think that produced. I think that one was even like he talked to Zack Snyder once, and they're like, "Oh, he produced it because I wanted to get the goodwill of the Dark Knight trilogy." Anyway, don't let's do, what is what, what's your wild card? So as God in His infinite mercy provides, I'm scrolling my TL and I see a letter. Oh, our recording. Thank from, you for concentrating. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I see a letter from Christopher Nolan to Travis Scott congratulating him on his new album and how great it is. And I'm like, oh, this is a very random friendship. And everyone on Twitter is saying it's a very random friendship. But this is an old letter. It's not even something current. Only for me to look deeper into this friendship, right? And apparently, Nolan is a Travis Scott fan. And Travis Scott is a Nolan fan. I don't even think he's a fan. He's From the way he was sounding in the letter, he actually listens to Travis Scott's music. Christopher Nolan does not listen to Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Nolan, maybe, but Christopher Nolan does not listen to do Travis want, Scott. Do you want What's to... your wild card? What, tell me, what should I write in the document? Okay. What's your wild card? My wild card is Christopher Nolan being a stan, S-T-A-N, a Travis Scott stan. Because, okay, so did you know that Travis Scott is on the Tenet soundtrack? Yeah, he's on the Tenet. Okay. I mean, I forgot about it. I'm not going to lie to you until you just said yeah. it, but I remember back then, yeah. Because like, so do you know who Ludwig Göransson is? Yes, I know who Ludwig Göransson is. Yeah. So obviously, Nolan got Ludwig for Tenet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I think Hans was doing Dune. I don't know if that's the reason, but Hans was doing Dune at the time. So Nolan gets Ludwig for Tenet, who did an incredible job. I think the Tenet score is great. And then all of a sudden, like, Nolan becomes black. And Travis Scott is on his on, on his soundtrack. So, yeah, whether he listens to Travis Scott's entire discography, I, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think I remember the letter you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's my wild card because I didn't expect it. And I had no idea about it when Tenet came out until. Hmm. Like, I think you, it's like, yeah, because I think it's the end song or something. Do you know? How, yeah, it's the end song. And how it came about was that Travis Scott had a private premiere of Tenet. And both him and Nolan agreed that something was missing from the final song. I thought it was, wait, I, oh, wait, no, oh, okay, wait, no, no. I, Sorry. I thought it was Ludwig thought something was wrong. Not yeah, missing. It, it was Ludwig, And then yeah. he wanted Travis. Yeah, that's how it he went. Should, they took Travis the film. Yes, yeah. that's how it and went. Travis yeah. was like, and then Travis just went and cooked up something. That's just, anyway, that's, okay. that's so fu- insane, man. <laughs> so random. Yeah. What's your film? My film is Inception. Nice. I'm surprised Inception is going in the last round. I'm surprised no one picked. Did anyone no, pick, no one one pick Inception? Inception. I'm surprised. Anyway, just four of us, I'm surprised. But like, this is the thing about Nolan. I think he has a lot of films that people love. No. Why do you love Inception? I mean, the whole way, mm. the whole, the whole way fight. I think that's one of the main, one of the main reasons why I love it. The whole way. I liked this guy's performance as well. I'm surprised no, no one no one no one spoke about Michael well, King. I mean, where do you put him in? True, true. He's not he's not a main. We we flatter with the idea of having recurring collaborators as an as an option and he probably would have come in there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's really nowhere else to put him here in in anything here. Yeah. Um speaking of things that were not picked, I I watched Insomnia for the first time, like I said, for this. Nice. I liked I liked Pacino in both. 
I did not know that movie was a serial killer, serial killer detective drama. Why did nobody tell, yeah. tell me? Sorry. I really like that. Like to me, that's basically like a Fincher film directed by uh, by Nolan. Nolan. I really like. I really like Insomnia. I think, like I would say that Al Pacino was like fourth on my list for male performance, underneath Guy Pearce and and Matthew McConaughey. So yeah, I I I, th- I really like Insomnia. Um, are there any things that you guys? A surprise we haven't touched on or we didn't bring up before we wrap up. Everything's been brought up, you know. Yeah. No one, no one spoke on what's her name, Marion Cotillard. In the Dark Knight Rises and how terrible she was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me let me give a recap of what the picks were. Catchy started us off. And his film was Inception. His male performance is Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Rises as Bane. His film performance is Elizabeth Debicki in Tenant. His score is Interstellar. His best scene is Hallway Fight. And his wild card is Nolan's longtime cinematographer, but no more, Wally Fister, followed by Ibuka. And Ibuka's picks were for film, he had The Dark Knight. Boo. For male performance, he has Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar. Film of performance, he has Marion Cotillard in Inception. Was the laugh necessary? Cobb's wife. Was the laugh necessary? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, just know that this is your legacy. Anytime I'm doing a draft again, I'll just be like, don't pull a Cobb's wife. <laughs> I feel like I could take a very nice second in that. In that. In film performance. Yes. To just catch a stain into Stella. Carrie Ann Moss in Memento, Elizabeth Dickey in Tenet. I agree that you win with Carrie Ann Moss. I don't know how that slipped my mind. It's not about winning. I know why it slipped my mind. I I came into this in a handicap, but okay. What was the handicap? Oh, you know the handicap, Mike. (laughs) I actually know the handicap, but um, for score, you have Inception. For their best scene, you have Tenet's um, backwards, forwards, final battle scene. And for Wildcard, you have Christopher Nolan being a Travis Scott stan. Then I went third. My film is Memento. His um, performance, male performance is Heath Ledger as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Film performance is Carrie Ann Moss as Natalie in Memento. My best score is Dunkirk. Best scene is Bane breaking Batman's back. And not in the fun way. <laughs> and my wild card is Christopher Nolan's statement to Warner Brothers in 2020 when he started to put all their movies on HBO Max. Priscilla ran it off with her best film as Tenet. Best male performance, Leo DiCaprio in Inception. Female performance is Jessica Chastain in Interstellar. Her score was The Dark Knight by Hans Zimmer. All our scores are by Hans Zimmer. Um, her best scene is the Joker interrogation scene from The Dark Knight. And her wild card was Tom Hardy and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's bromance in Inception. How do you guys think you did? I did pretty well. I think mine was sobbing as well. Yeah. Well, Ebuka had to leave us, so you guys can't hear, but if he was here, he would be sobbing because he had a tournament. <laughs> Picking Cobb's wife first in the first round is... Shocking. Yeah, yes, it is. Anyway, but we're going to wrap it up now because we're going to watch Love Island. Um, yep. Speaking of chaotic choices. Well, <laughs> um, Kachi, thank you very much no for listening to all our podcasts and thank you for coming on to do this. Thank you for having me. Bisla, thank you for having also on your podcast you're welcome it's um, very interesting to hear male voices because it's me and Jess just yapping away <laughs> but yeah guys thanks so much for popping in just keep liking rating reviewing all that fun stuff and we'll continue to see you 
and the next episode to really check is the cinema because apparently Christopher Nolan is. All right, bye guys. Bye. Bye guys. Okay, okay guys. So we realized after we finished recording that we hadn't spoken about two very important and influential movies in the Nolan filmography. So obviously Priscilla has a busy life. Everybody's busy. So it kind of being the job left people we are quickly came back. So we're going to talk about First of all, Interstellar. You really, really like Interstellar, right? Like, this yeah. is up there for you. Like, Interstellar is up there because I, I think the way you see a film the first time matters. And mm-hmm. when did Interstellar come out again? 2016? 14. 2014. 14, bro. Like, I can't even lie. I wasn't a regular cinema goer until 2014, 2015, right? And mm. Interstellar finished and I didn't want to leave my seat. And it was three hours long. So imagine that type of feeling where I was like, ah, yeah. Interstellar and IMAX. I think that the cinema where I watched Interstellar is closed down now. But yeah. <laughs> Sad. That yeah, was that was an experience. Like, that was like my best movie year in the last like that I've ex- obviously I don't know if it's the best, but like that I've experienced because like it was the like it was the first year I really got into movies and then the movies that year are just so good. Like that was the the whiplash year. Even like think about superhero movies, that's Captain America Winter Soldier and Guardians. Guardians. An animated movie that's Lego movie that's Whiplash that's Nightcrawler that's um, Boyhood Birdman which I didn't really love but it's there like what else? I'm, I'm sure the other things that, that came out that year I just can't remember like so that was a really I really really liked that year um, but speaking about watching things for the first time this is the so I rewatched Interstellar it was the only movie I rewatched oh no Interstellar and Memento but it was not watched for this draft and I have never I have not seen Interstellar since I watched it in the cinema yeah almost 10 years ago which okay. is rare but also i think it's partly because like it's, type of, it's a movie i don't want to watch on my laptop so you kind of want to get everything Same. in the right way but also and i think in that those nine years like i think the there's a discourse around the seller i don't know if the discourse exists in like normal film goers but i know like people like uh, for lack of a better term like film people film twitter whatever I think that maybe now it's kind of turning, but I think the thoughts on Interstellar kind of soured over the years. Especially the and I, I, the biggest criticism always ended up being the the like library of love scene, basically the the end the end resolution. So I went I went into Stella, and I obviously I loved it when I first watched it. You're watching the cinema, you're watching IMAX, Hansi Masko is going on, and the more I thought about it, with all public consciousness, I started souring on it. And I went back to rewatch it for this. First of all, I think it was way funnier than I remember. I think it might be no less funnier script, first of Whoa, all. Oh, interesting. Uh, then, but then I put this in my letterbox, quote-unquote, review. I think the first hour of Interstellar, because they don't go to space to like the 50th minute, yep. something like that, yep. which is ridiculous. I thought it happened in like the first 30 minutes. <laughs> I think the first hour of Interstellar is an incredible family drama. I think everyone is doing their stuff. Jonathan Lithgow, um, Little <laughs> Timmy team coming in. We talk about it when we talk about film performance. I think Mackenzie Four is so good in this movie. I think her chemistry with Matthew McConaughey is ridiculous. Like that moment when I don't, I'm sure you've watched it a few times. You might know this scene when McConaughey is driving off to go to the space station, and he like he reaches under the blanket to pull off to just to like see if she's still there again or whatever. I was just like, oh, I think the family drama there is is incredible. Then the second hour of the film is, I think, and again another incredible like science space drama kind yeah. of sequence, like. He's just, like, Nolan is directing, directing in that scene. Like, he's throwing everything. He's doing everything that he has learned on the Dark Knight films, on the Inception. Like, oh, he's, th- like, he's using, uh, he, he could only make this movie after he had made all these movies, Inception and everything. And you're like, oh, this guy is, like, obviously there's this scene when he's, like, 
the mountain, so it's not a mountain, it's a wave. Yeah. Like all of that is directing, directing. But I still, but then when you go to that final bit, and I, so I still think all those two parts, I think they're incredible. I think my extension of the movie has increased after watching, rewatching definitely. But I, I still think I still like bucked against like the ending, the resolution. The, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Part of me feels like I might be way more jaded than I was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And a lot more cynical. I'm like, oh, okay, it's love. Okay, I'm reading my eyes. So, which is which is a bit sad because I want to believe in things like that. Can I can I say something? Yeah. Okay, so popcorn for dinner, Easter egg, right? But mm-hmm. Bankale's feelings about a finale spoiling or elevating a great or mid TV show mm-hmm. is how I feel about the criticism of the ending of Interstellar. And trust me, guys, no one wants a clean resolution more than me. No one wants... Like, people complain about Nolan's exposition. I love when he exposits, for lack of a better word. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. Interstellar is just so, to me at least, it's just so great that, so what if the ending doesn't make mathematical sense? Like, we are... Oh, I, I don't just, care about the sense. Okay. I don't even care about it. And I, I don't know how to put it because like I, it's a good thing you, obviously you're saying that because like, I've, I've said that I don't care. Not that I don't care. Like if the, if the finale is terrible, like abjectly terrible, like famous shows that were set in Westeros, then that's, that's different. But like, I mean, if it's made, quote unquote, I don't think, oh, then the entire show was made. But I think it's yeah. different in the movie because in the movie it's like, it's very, it's a very singular experience. Okay. It's not like four years. It's not like individual episodes. Yeah. Like everything is kind of working towards that that resolution if that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yeah. But but like I'm saying now, like rewatching it, I'm like, it has a risen in my estimation because I've realized how good the first two, two and a half hours are. Like they're much better than I remembered. So it definitely risen in my um, expectations. Oh, sorry, estimation. But and I just not I don't I don't know. It's not like I don't know. I just I don't I don't know how to I don't know what it was about that thing. I just didn't like because now rewatching it, I'm like, oh, I really and I'm sure I bought into it when I watched it the first time. But I really buy into the Murph and um, Cooper relationship because I really like, really like Mackenzie Foy's relationship. I think in the first hour, they're really good together. So like the love part is working and it's working in the moment. I'm feeling emotional. But when I go back, I think I'm like, ah, it, it just feels, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like there was something missing. And it's weird. So you don't know who Jonathan Nolan is or rather you, don't, <laughs> you can't pinpoint him. Okay. Yeah. And I remember watching this film and I was like, I was like, this, I can feel Jonathan Nolan all over this film. But I wasn't sure if that was just me like projecting. And obviously the movie ends and then says screenplay by Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan, meaning he probably did a bit more there. Because there are some conversations they have, I'm like, this is straight out of Westworld. Like the best parts of Westworld. Like it's, I think this is Nolan's most emotional film and most like, I mean, we haven't watched yeah. Oppenheimer yet but I think he has like it's most grounding in familial drama and relationship relationship between characters and I think that comes a lot from Jonathan Nolan because the best parts of Westworld I think are entrenched in relationships between characters but then also there's a tendency for Westworld to just to just fall flat at the finish line which is kind of and I'm so I think it's kind of a double-edged sword like Jonathan Nolan brought the best and the worst Don't of what he can bring that's so, so terrible I feel like my feelings on the film swapped like yours because 2014, I was young. I was like, I was annoyed. I was like, what the fuck you mean, love? Like, I want a clean 
answer. I want a resolution. Like, how can a ghost come? I was just so irritated. And then Neil deGrasse Tyson was coming up all the time, explaining some rubbish. I was like, bro, this thing doesn't make sense. Because I enjoyed the experience. But I was like, right, is that really it? But now, after yeah, a couple yeah. of years, I've seen Interstellar one more time. And that was on the plane. You know, when you're on the plane, you're like, okay, this feels topical, right? Let me watch it. It is as I can feel like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> right? yeah. So I watched it. And I felt like completely different to how I felt at this because I was like, okay, man, like what if he what if he wants it to be love? What if he's he wants the strongest force in the universe? Yeah, to be love? I don't have a I, I I don't have a problem with it being love. I think I just want you to and like I said, in watching it, I was like, oh yeah, makes sense. It makes sense because I'm remembering the relationship. But when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like I don't have a problem with it. it can be love, but that's like write whatever you want to write, just make me believe it a bit more. Fair enough. And I don't Fair. know. I don't know what I, I. The problem is I don't know what was missing, which is kind of it. Maybe it's a terrible way to criticize. I don't know. Now, I don't know what would have done to make it better. I just felt like there was something missing. But Interstellar is definitely. I think the one thing I would never want to do is rank Christopher Nolan movies because I just I yeah. I've been, I've been seeing something floats all over the TL about which is which, like which is the best. I don't. I don't like even like ranking. I don't like putting the Batman movies because I feel like that's just a whole different like. Yeah, they don't. You're count. bringing so much more. Yeah, I don't I don't like using them in his rankings. Anyway, speaking of his movies, there's another movie that I think we just didn't touch on at all, which is just I don't know how it happened, but we just didn't even touch up other and this is um the prestige. Yeah. I think this is two thousand and five. I think this is after Batman begins. So maybe six. That's so crazy. He did I think he does prestige, Batman begins, Dark Knight, Inception, then Dark Knight Rising Interstellar, because he was doing like one Batman can, can I say something? Aging, yeah. aging is one of the great human tragedies. I don't even know if it's aging, but it's like, how do you live the rest of your life knowing you had a like seven year stretch of Batman, The Prestige, Dark Knight, <laughs> Inception, and then Interstellar? Like, what? What I are you, you going just have to, to do? kind of make peace? You have to make peace that like it might never be that good again, but like you've done that and just do whatever you want to do going forward. You just sit down. That's why he like, goes and does Dunkirk. Damn, I used to. And does I used to be hot. <laughs> because no, because if I think if you this is if you keep on trying to chase that, you might you might kill yourself. <laughs> Fair because enough. I was thinking about this the other day, and Jordan Peele. Ninety percent of filmmakers go their entire lives and never make a Get Out. Yeah. So the odds are that he's never going to make another movie like Get Out, like as yeah. good or as emotionally resonant or as culturally significant or whatever. But that doesn't mean his next movie should be considered failures because you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't say it's a failure because it's not Get Out. I was thinking, and, and I think if, unless he's like, you know what, I might never make Get Out again, but I can make these stories and these stories can be great for whatever yeah. reason. If he's like, I need to catch Get Out again, I, I I don't know. I think yeah. your, your brain might just go turn to mush. But yeah, no, the, so Prestige is 2006. Yeah, so Batman Begins 05, Prestige is 06. Yeah. Dark Knight is 10. I'm sorry, 2008. Inception is 2010. Dark Knight Rises is 2012. Interstellar 2014. So if you include Memento, that's like 14 years of like, the most polarizing movie there is Dark Knight Rises. And some yeah. people really love Dark Knight Rises. So that was just like 14 years of just hit after hit after hit. But the Prestige is probably the one, okay, no, there's Insomnia 2002, which... I don't think people, it's definitely the most underrated movie he has. Like people don't really know Insomnia. I mean, that's because he didn't write it. I don't know. 
Uh, but yeah, go watch Insomnia. If you're listening to this, please go watch Insomnia. It's, um, but The Prestige, I think, is the one that... What, do you, what are your thoughts on The Prestige? Um, <clears throat> I think I've seen The Prestige twice, right? And three times, so I'm, yeah. Yeah. I loved The Prestige the first time I saw it. And I'm trying to think when exactly was the first time I saw it. Like, I think it was 2014 as well. I think I went on a Nolan binge almost. So I was like, yeah, that was the first time I saw The Prestige. The only thing with me is at the time I saw The Prestige for the first time, I felt like it dragged, right? Mm -hmm. But the second time I saw it, I didn't have that same feeling. I don't know what it was. I think maybe I saw it at a point in my life where everything was spoon-fed or fast-paced. And you didn't have an attention span. Yeah, I I still don't have the attention span. But... Yeah, the prestige. It spoke to me because of plot twist. I love a good, good fucking plot twist. And the prestige doesn't have a doesn't have a clean resolution either, right? I just feel like mm-hmm. it's with same with Interstellar. It's like madness of a different. Wait, when you say clean, thing. what do you mean? As in, like, like they explain it? No, not the expl- the explanation. Like, oh, board is his name? Board? What's his name? Bordon? Bordois? <laughs> What is it? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, he was cloning himself. Nice. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> oh, so you mean when you say clean, you mean easily explainable? Yeah, like it wasn't. Oh, I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't care about it. Just, okay. It needs to just make sense to me in the moment. Like, it doesn't have to like follow. Oh. We're watching like superhero movies. I remember, every, every I remember what happened. I don't care about that. Remember what happened the first time I watched Prestige? It was on a DVD, right? And that ending scene mm-hmm. from the point where he goes to visit him in prison to the point where the ball rolls and everything starts happening. I think I watched that Mm -hmm. three times the first time I watched The Prestige because I was like, I had my hand on my head. (laughs) Because, because, okay, guys, sorry. This is actually an important question. When you're watching The Prestige, whose side were you on? I don't know why we didn't speak about this. So, I'm I'm annoyed that Priscilla and Katia are not here to have this conversation because the Baba, friend of the pod, the first time, maybe even, I don't know if I'd watch Prestige or not, but then he, he tweeted, it was like, who is the villain in yeah, this? Yeah, yes. Like Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale. And honestly, I think every time I watch the movie, I have a different answer. Because you're like, who started it? Who? Because yes. there's who started it, right? There's who went too far. Okay. And it's kind of like, who ended it? I don't know. Like, because... Because, wait. Hugh Jackman... Oh no, I can't even remember. No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost. On, I'm getting fuzzy on some of the plot points. But yeah, I mean, does I mean this is a spoiler episode? Does Hugh Jackman dies? Yes, he yes. dies, right? Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. But Christian Bale probably, maybe intentionally killed Scarjo, who I think was someone you could have put in your female performance. I think she's good. Yeah, in this movie. I, I, I thought about her as well. Um, I need to rewatch Prestige, but. Yeah, so I don't. I, I to your question, I don't. I don't know. Every time I'm watching a movie, I'm on, I'm on someone's, I'm on a different person's side because, like, okay, because the Christian Bill like fake the letters and send huge up on like a wild goose chase or something. Yes, because I feel like when you watch, that's the reason why the last scene shocked me so much because I was thinking, guys, the villain just won. <laughs> like the first time I watched the Prestige, I was on Hugh Jackman's side squarely. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. The ending really. Fuck no, because I was like, okay, yeah, that was really smart. But this guy just kind of demonstrated why he's the bad guy. Like everything yeah. about this plan and everything about this plan is just so perfectly put together that 
poor Hugh Jackman, man. He was just and then he's going his, for his a straight. Not know, so she was li- she was living with like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale might actually be there. I, I need to rewatch. Let, let's rewatch it and talk about it again. Because like it's one of those movies that I just I never I forget my emotional stance until I'm watching it again. Um, yeah. Yeah, something that I was going to touch on before we before we finish, but it has left my mind. Uh, but yeah, no, I think so. I, I felt bad that we hadn't touched on Prestige because I think it's oh, I remember. So I don't know if you saw recently. There's that meme of like oh, when I think it's from TikTok when when your friend guesses the plot twist ten minutes in and you have to yes. gaslight them. That's kind of me. And you have Prestige. to gaslight them anyway. Um, yeah, that was it. Anyway, guys, thank what you for film, man. indulging us and go watch Oppenheimer and Barbie. And we'll be talking about those movies, Nate. Or oh, they will be talking about And all movies. Christopher Nolan films, man. Yeah, and all Christopher Nolan films. Go watch Insomnia. Opportunity is great. Robin Williams is great. There's a murder. Okay. Bye. Alright. Safe.